Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is July 21st. This is episode number 26. And if you remember right, this is a two-part series. And last episode, we talked a little bit about skeleton modeling, setting up skeleton models, being able to use a derived capability or derived component to be able to create up a create a sketch and then drive that into multiple occurrences or parts and then be able to make everything update based on that particular skeleton model. Well, this episode, we're going to pretty much start off where we left off last episode. And you'll notice that we have a couple of trusses in here. We have basically our uh, frame that's basically the, the width and the length of this, this set of trusses. And then we also have a spline, which we want the bottom part of the truss to kind of wave along with that spline. So to set this up, we want to be able to take the, the truss that we created last episode, be able to make a new copy of it, and then be able to constrain it adaptively, adaptively or adaptivity, using adaptivity, along that spline. So this probably doesn't make any sense at all, but hopefully it will when we go through this. So to make a unique copy of this truss, there are a couple of ways we can do it. If we're not using a adaptivity, if we don't necessarily care to have a deep copy of the skeleton, we can actually go to the copy option, copy component inside of Inventor. And this will allow us to, to make unique copies of the various components. However, one thing that I typically have experienced here is if you're using a skeleton model, Oftentimes the original component or the, the new copy component will still look at the original uh, skeleton sketch. It doesn't always redirect it to the new one. So this is really where Vault is really handy that you can actually take advantage of Product Streamer Vault to do a little deeper copy. So what we're going to do is go over to Vault you'll notice that we have that initial truss. So we have that initial design that we started with earlier. And by right-clicking, I can actually do a copy design. And this does a much more thorough job and gives me more options in setting this up. So we're going to come down here and just hit the plus symbol on each of these components to make sure that everything is a new, unique copy. So you can see the skeleton model. It's showing me where the skeleton is being used on each of those components and making sure that each of them change their location. I can also come in and specify where it's going to copy. So right now we're working in the vault itself. It's not working local on my machine. So wherever your, your vault is, is where it's making the, the new copy. So we're going to make a new folder and tell it to make all the, the new copies in that new folder. And then I also want to add a suffix. We'll do a dash four and apply that. So we can see that it's showing me top 002-4, skeleton-4, top 001-4. So it allows me to, to see that, uh, that 4 extension on there. I can also get a, a nice preview of each of the components here, showing me which component it is, it is. And I can change the file name if I want to be something completely different. I can also tell it to use a, a newer or older version here. And once I'm done, we'll basically just apply that. You can see that it's going to go through. It's actually going to make a new folder here. 
and create the, the new copy. So it's a complete new copy of that design. So now what we can do is instead of getting the latest, in fact, let's go back to product stream for a moment. I could come in here and tell it to check out and or get the latest version. But uh, one thing you can also do in Inventor is I can come over here and say, let's place a new component. You'll notice down at the very bottom, I have an option to do it from Vault itself. So it'll pull up my, my Vault open dialog. I can specify that we want to go to the Trust 4 and grab that newest copy that we've just created. I also can use different view reps. So that initial, uh, that initial skeleton model, the, the whole assembly, I had a view rep called skeleton and full. So when I'm constraining this, I don't necessarily want all of those components in place, or I don't want to see them. So I have a skeleton view rep, which just turns all the components off, but has a skeleton intact. When I'm done, I can turn the full view rep on, and it'll get rid of the skeleton model. So you'll see that a little bit better, but we're going to use the skeleton one and we're going to place it in here. So if I look at my vault, we can see that right now it's not checked out. Although when we come into my model and start adding some, some relationships in here and start locking some of this down, it's probably going to check it out and, and uh, make some changes to it. So one of the reasons that we wanted to do this the way that we just did it is in fact let me spin this around and we'll update it is that point you'll notice that I can't create one subassembly and have multiple occurrences with that point changing location so you can see that this edge is a little shorter because the spline is more on this edge the spline is more in the middle here so both of these edges are about the same length and then the spline starts to go more over to this edge so each of these subassemblies have to be unique copies, and uh, that's one of the reasons that we'll do we're doing a copy design here. Well, let's get the center there and the center of this edge over here. So now the final thing that we need to do is get that point to terminate over at this point. So I'm going to go into my skeleton, and let's actually edit that particular skeleton. I'm going to right-click and make it adaptive. Yes, we'll check everything out there. You'll notice that the sketch is adaptive as well. And then we'll also make that truss adaptive. So we've set this up now where we can come in, add a constraint from that point there. We'll just cycle through and get that work, that center point. Let's, uh, we don't want the green dot, we actually just want it to cycle through. Let's see if we can get a different angle there. If we use that green dot, it's actually not getting the point that we're looking for and probably will give us an error message. So let's just come over here. There we go. So we get the red dot there in the center and let's come over to a work point along that path, apply that. So now you'll notice that it shifted, instead of being right down in the center, it shifted it over to the right a little bit. So each of these subassemblies is a little bit different. That bottom edge is just a, a little bit different. Now when I did the copy design, we could have left each of the top the exact same. We didn't necessarily have to do that where I, I copied everything. So it just depends on how much you're paying attention and really what you want to be unique and what you don't want to be unique.
Now we'll come into the representation, change this back to full. So now we're going to notice that we have everything full there. So we can see that the, the miter is correct on those. Everything's trimmed back where it should be. And um, so with that, we were able to start out last episode with, with looking at a sketch, creating surfaces, and then referencing that or deriving it into a part file using the sculpt tool to basically build each of those four components that are completely associative back to that skeleton model. Then, once we did that, we can go into Vault, do a copy design of that original truss or that original assembly, make a complete unique copy, and then use it in the same assembly and making small tweaks to it or large tweaks to it, and it's completely independent from its original. So it's a, a great way to really set up a skeleton model and make unique copies and be able to use those over and over. So hopefully you found that beneficial. A lot of little tips and tricks along the way. And um, you know, one thing that I haven't mentioned, getting a number of emails about uh, different different uh, tips and tricks that you'd like to see in the future. Uh, I, I received one the other day about being able to, to talk a little bit more on nested representation. So view reps, LOD reps, pause reps, and be able to have them nested. So I'll try to do something like that in the future. If you have any other ideas, certainly send them my way. Send feedback. We love to get feedback on, on our podcast. And also, I'm going to try to start doing some little prizes, some t-shirts and books and things like that for uh, different tips that I use in my podcast. So certainly send them my way, and we'll see what we can get out there. And we're trying to grow the community, have uh, have more tips and tricks out there for you. Follow, you know, If you pay attention to the blog, Try to have a number of different tips and tricks there as well. Just trying to have a, a number of areas that you can go to and get some good, uh, good resources. So with that, hopefully you enjoy and we'll see you next month.